Hey, this is Marcus Limonis. I run a multi-billion dollar company and host one of the most successful business shows on TV, where I use my own money to help small businesses succeed. On my podcast, we're going to talk to entrepreneurs who have great, inspiring, and sometimes unusual stories. We're also going to talk to celebrities who have launched successful ventures of their own. From them, we're going to get inspiration and inside stories of their business success. Look, you never know who's going to show up or what you're going to hear. This is 100%. You know, there's awkward periods in your life where you try to figure out how to unremember them. My awkward phase is probably high school. And when you're trying to gain acceptance from other high school kids, you think that sports are the actual gateway to acceptance, but you end up finding out that it ends up being far less than that. I never was really athletic. And I remember when I wanted to join the high school football team. Two a days, seven days a week, getting banged around. I would say that football was never something that I thought I was ever gonna make money at or build a career, but it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about not giving up. It taught me a lot about focusing. And I liked the camaraderie and the enthusiasm that football gave me. But I was always scared. I saw a lot of damage happen. And I've always been a college football fan, and I've seen a lot of people get hurt. I'm Marcus Limonis, and this is 100%. I want you to meet Jessie Garcia. She's unbelievably bright, and she's created a product that I think, to be candid, could change the way moms and families think about their kids getting into sports. It's a product that detects if an athlete has been hit hard enough to cause a concussion. Her product has a unique name to it. I'll let her tell us what it is because my Spanish isn't so good today. Jesse, thanks for joining me on 100% Podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me to join today. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the company, and why the heck you decided to do this. Yeah. So I'm Jesse Garcia. I'm the CEO and founder of Tezuda. How did you come up with the name? So my abuelita Hortensia or my grandma always used to call me Tosuda growing up. One, because I was a little stubborn. And two, I actually had a lot of head injuries because it means hard-headed. So my first concussion ever was at my eighth birthday party and I got hit in the head with a bowling ball. Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. How in the hell was there a bowling ball near your head? So I thought it was a great idea to tie my shoe right next to my best friend. And she swung back with the ball. <gasps> oh, sh yeah. And I just remember waking up on, you know, the tables at the bowling alley being like, are you OK? But I was just knocked out completely cold. Wow. So you had this first head injury, right? That was the bowling ball. Did you have a second? Yes. The second one is also a little bit of a wild story. I was at the Jersey Shore. You know the game where you like throw softballs at the pins and you try to like knock them down? Yeah, like on a boardwalk, like you would see it like at a carnival. Yeah, on the boardwalk. So I was watching this typical Jersey Shore guy chucking these balls and the ball ricocheted into the crowd, hit me square in the forehead and knocked me unconscious on the boardwalk. 
Jesse, honestly, I think you should walk around with a helmet. Yes, definitely. All right, so that's number two. Was there a number three? Number three was just in softball, someone threw the ball when I wasn't looking, and that knocked me out because they were like, you know, called my name once they threw it, and I turned into it. But then the worst one by far was when I was playing rugby. When I was playing at Lehigh, Coach left me in one game, didn't recognize the signs or symptoms of my concussion, let me keep playing. Three days later, when she was looking at the footage, she was like, I should have definitely pulled you. You were definitely concussed. Afterwards, this gave me post-concussive symptoms for six months. What are those symptoms that they leave? You know, people have sensitivity to light and noise. They can't read, blurred vision, imbalance, memory loss. So being frustrated in my own injury, started looking stuff up. I'm like, all right, there has to be something out there that would have told me I was hurt. And I only came across one thing that simply I couldn't afford. It was like a $200 mouth guard. But then I just had this thing in the back of my head. I was like, no, nah, like I gotta like dig deeper into the concussion problem. How many concussions happen on an annual basis? According to the CDC, 3.8 million concussions occur in the U.S. But what's more startling is the fact that 50% of those go undiagnosed or recognized. So they estimate that number is nearly double. Wow. So just like my coach missed my head injury, nearly 50% of head injuries go unrecognized as well, which leave lasting symptoms. All right, so once you identified the problem, I think more importantly, what did you do to try to solve the problem? When I started this out, I didn't have any hard skill sets of building a product. But I was like, you know, I need to talk to people to even see if there's an opportunity here. So I made a mouth guard out of model magic and I showed up to like hockey rinks to talk to players. I'm like, would you buy this if it could help you identify potential head injuries? And I just used whatever I had and then... I went to a community college class to like do 3D CAD modeling and stuff. So I was able to learn design. Would you consider yourself an inventor? Yes. I would identify as an inventor. I am a patented inventor, which I never thought I would ever be. So you sent the product to my house, but I want you to describe it for people in a way that they'll really understand it in its most simplest form. Describe how big it is, how much it weighs, what it looks like. It's a device that attaches to the back of any helmet. It's about two inches by half an inch big, so it's very small, like a big paper clip or a little bit bigger than a battery. And what's super unique about our technology is that it's purely mechanical. There's a mechanism inside that starts off clear, but if it gets hit at a hard enough force level, will turn bright red to indicate to the user that they've gotten hit too hard and need to get checked out for a potential head injury. Explain the engineering behind it. Is it the impact that releases a die? You can get hit in any direction, both linearly or rotationally. So a direct blow or a shearing blow that would rotate your head. And the mechanism inside will actually release a dye into the chamber, changing the color. It's always monitoring and it works instantaneously. So there's no lag with connectivity issues, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, anything like that. It's just gonna break when it's supposed to. 
listen, I, I think your idea sounds great, but I want you to really simplify your message. When you're in front of somebody pitching your business, I want them to know exactly what it is. Does that make sense? Yes. I essentially attach something the size of a AA battery to the back of my helmet. On the edge of it, it has these red colors, and in the center of it is a clear tube. And if I get hit, you use some fancy words like directionally or rotationally, but if I have a high-impact hit, the center portion that was clear will turn red, which would allow a trainer, a teammate, a coach, a referee to see this and identify me as a potential concussion victim. Yes. All you have to remember is if it's red, check your head. Only a doctor can diagnose a concussion, but our job is get them off the field for them to get evaluated. So it's the identification of a potential issue. Exactly. Has the product been brought to market yet? Yes. So the R&D process started back in 2013. I started the company when I was 23, but it's taken a lot of R&D to get to where we are today. So we launched in a Kickstarter. It was 2018. That's where we got feedback on the initial design. And then we launched our website in February of 2020. I think the number one question that I'm sure everybody has, because I have it as well, is why has nobody tried to solve this before? Why do you think that is? Why has nobody tried to solve this? So there are people trying to solve it. We're just solving it in a completely different way. They do the same exact thing that we do, except it's electronic and connected to a device. But when you actually talk to people and you listen to what their problem was, they didn't want all the data. They're just like, I just need to know when something's wrong to get them off the field. These other solutions aren't getting a lot of legs because only professionals and maybe D1 college athletes could really afford them. And what do you sell them for? So retail for $49.99. And I think that's the piece that you glossed over. And I want every business owner to think about that when they're talking about their business. The barrier to entry for the electronic device is price and how far down the ranks they'll go. And will they spend the kind of money they need to on the peewee leagues, the Pop Warner leagues, the high schools in the underserved communities? Will they do it? We do have a little amount of traction right now, but where the interest is coming in from the helmet manufacturers, the volume would really dictate that. How much money have you raised to run the business, to grow the business? I have put in close to $250,000 of my own money. Excuse me? Yeah. And I did food brokerage. So it was like sales-based commission. I also lived at home. Wow. One of the takeaways that I want to just point out, because I don't want the sacrifices and the commitment that you've made to go unnoticed, is that I meet a ton of entrepreneurs who have great ideas and great business concepts and they want to be multi-millionaires or billionaires or whatever word they want to use. But I love it when I meet entrepreneurs who understand that that's actually not how success is made. Success is made by making sacrifices and whether that's, as you said, living at home or putting everything you ever made into the business. And I have even more respect for you, which I didn't think was possible, even more respect for you right now because a quarter of a million dollars probably represents 99.7% of everything you made in your career working and you put it all into your business with the understanding that it could all evaporate. Yeah. 
I think that you are a shining star and a role model for all entrepreneurs who say they have a great idea, but they don't have the skin to put into the game. They don't have the sacrifice required to be a business owner. And you really are representing to me what it takes to actually get a business started. I appreciate all of that. I think sometimes I look at my timeline and I'm like, oh, I could have gone faster or done stuff differently if I would have raised money sooner. I just couldn't get buy-in at the beginning because there was so much pushback. People were like, how are you going to do this mechanically? So I don't know. I'm excited, but it's nerve wracking. Graphic design is key to any business. It's a really important form of communication between the brand and the consumer. Now that may seem intimidating if you're like me and you're not particularly skilled at it. But with Canva Pro, I can design what I want on any device super easily. Canva Pro is the design platform that enables anyone to create and share content in a fun, efficient way. You can choose from a huge library of templates and then customize them to your look with user-friendly drag and drop features. Tons of fonts, images, and videos, so everything you need is accessible with one site while you're working. The feature I love is their content planner. Canva Pro lets you plan, design, and schedule your content all in one place. Design like a pro with Canva Pro right now. You can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use my promo code. Just go to canva.me slash Marcus to get a free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash Marcus. Canva.me slash Marcus. Getting your business finances in order is already a daunting enough task. So you definitely don't want to be slowed down by your software in the process. NetSuite is the number one cloud-based financial system with everything you need all in one place. No matter the size of your business, NetSuite can help you grow and get control of your finances. And you can close your books in no time with their automated process. Most businesses using NetSuite report increased visibility and control of financials, inventory, e-commerce, and a whole lot more. It's time to streamline your financing and make the switch to NetSuite. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to netsuite.com slash Marcus right now. That's special financing at netsuite.com slash Marcus. netsuite.com slash Marcus. How much are you trying to raise in total? $1.5 million. Where do you manufacture the product? Everything's made in the U.S. in New Jersey. At the $1.5 million raise, if I may ask, what's your valuation? That would be a $5 million valuation, $6.5 million post-money valuation. Is it direct to consumer? Is it through retailers? Is it right to the manufacturer of the helmets? How do you distribute it today? Right now, mostly e-commerce. We do have some distributors interested in the product, as well as helmet manufacturers. My biggest struggle is figuring out which channel is the best. And what's difficult about our product, it's a new product category. So there's a lot of education. My biggest issue with the business model 
is I think you're going to struggle if it remains to be a direct-to-consumer business. I agree. So I want to bring in somebody who has lived in the world of concussions, and he understands what it takes to bring this product to market. But he's not a Miami Dolphin. He's Hall of Famer Andre Reid. Unfortunately, I'm a Jets fan. So from Dolphins and Buffalo, I'm really, I'm so sorry to admit that on the call. Well, we're sorry you had to admit it also. Who would want to admit they're a Jets fan? I know. I just want you guys to know I'm sorry for the both of you. That's the <laughs> I know, but I felt like I, I just had to admit it. But this is super awesome. I'm a big fan. Andre, look, I know this, but you played in the NFL for 16 seasons. When you look back, do you remember that time that you were hit really hard? The one that probably caused the concussion? There's been many a times where I know back in the day, they used to try to hold you up and hit you. They would say, hold them up and come from the side and hit you on the side. I got hit on the side of the head one time and thought this side of my face was just completely over here. So that's not only the severity of it, but that's the honest truth. Wow. Can't lie about these stories. These stories are true. I got a good one for you. This is a glass. And in that glass is your brain. That's an egg. So you figure a concussion, that's your brain moving around. Yeah. Sooner or later, it's going to break in there. So that was my whole career, probably. The reason that I wanted to bring Andre on, Jesse, is I wanted you to practice your elevator pitch. Okay. Because I think it's important that every business owner in America have a 30 or 45 second elevator pitch. You got 30 seconds. Go. Well, hey, Andre. I'm Jesse Garcia, and I'm the CEO and founder of Tezuda, where we design and manufacture a head impact indicator for concussion awareness. So what's really cool about our device is that it attaches to the back of any helmet, and it's going to go from clear to red if a user gets hit at a damaging force level. So all you have to remember, because it's so simple, is if it's red, check your head. What did you think of the pitch, Andre? I love it. Number one, you know, ever since I played the game, even way before me, they talked about concussions, but they didn't do anything about it. And over the past probably 15 years in the league now, maybe 20, give or take a few, concussions has been a big issue in the league, protection of the players. You know, guys want to feel safe when they go out there. And I wish they could have done that when I played. A lot of guys have gone through different stages in their lives now after playing that uh, things have resulted because of concussions. I know that because of the success that you had on the field, people bring you a lot of different financial opportunities and I know how selective you are. I'd like you to ask Jesse some questions as if you were potentially investing in this business. What are you doing and your company, what would you guys be doing differently that maybe some other manufacturer of helmets and protection of players are not doing that you're gonna do with your product? So there's no way to prevent a concussion. Even with the best equipment, your brain still moves independently. What our device does is we're the first step in the concussion protocol because before you could get to the doctor to diagnose them, before you could do all these evaluations, the most important step is just getting off the field and stop going into contact. Mm -hmm. And that's our job. And the thing is we bring accountability to the field because it's a simple visual tool. It's the simplest step, but the most important one is just stop what you're doing and stop playing before something else happens. 
your succinct identification of the problem and your succinct identification of the answer is so clear that if somebody doesn't invest in your business, I'm going to give them a concussion. (laughs) You know, guys want to feel safe when they go out there. All I wish is I wish they could have done that when I played. I mean, I had a helmet that was probably a lot heavier than the helmets are today. I don't know if you remember the old bike helmets, but they put air in them and that was supposed to, you know, jar some of the hit and the impact of helmet to helmet and just helmet period. Obviously that has come to fruition that that really didn't do anything. And I think the league and the commissioner and league officials have done a great job the past 15 years of not only the awareness of what concussions can do, but protecting the players. Andre, when you listen to the idea that Jesse's come up with, is there a big enough addressable market to warrant an investment? Or is it just going to be so cumbersome and so political and so regulated that the idea may not get to the market? I think you hit the nail on the head. There's going to be red tape everywhere. And then to try to get in a certain league as far as the NFL, the NCAA, even Pop Warner, you got to go through all these different protocols just to have somebody look at your product and they say, well, this product that came in a year ago is the same. What makes it different? But I think the red tape is so important that that's what gets into everything. What could actually cut the red tape? What answers would you need to have as an investor? And I want Jesse to learn from this so she understands where the hurdles are. The NCAA, the NFL, the Pop Warner, all these different leagues have a board, just like anybody. So how do you get your product and what you want to convey with your product to that board? Because that's the red tape right there. It's going through all those people. Jesse, I think the way that you have to do it to overcome some of those objections is you have to bring an investor pool in that is made up of people who have lived the lifestyle. I would want to have a few professional football players that have been advocates on this that will have a financial interest in this product. I think I'd want to bring in a few hockey players. I'd want to get a few NASCAR drivers because they get banged around with their helmets. Anybody that's in that space, these are people that are taken seriously in business and performed at the highest level in the sport to now say, look, I'm not going to deal with this red tape anymore. Give me 10,000 of them. I'll buy them. And I'm going to go to high schools, my own high school. I'm going to go to the University of Miami where I'm on the board of directors there, big football program there. And then I'm going to go find other people who can influence change quicker than you and I can. That's kind of like an ace in a hole when you get credible people. Yeah. If I was going to line up Michael Irvin, Ray Lewis, Terrell Davis and Andre Reed and a hockey player and a NASCAR player, I would want to allocate a portion of my capital structure where they're putting a little money in. And when you can get credible partners on board that add instant credibility to the idea, you're the greatest leader that an investor could ever ask for. Jesse, if you water down the valuation for the 25% and you get these superstar Hall of Famer names on your board, on your advisory board, on your actual board, as real partners, what happens to the other 75% from a perception standpoint? It becomes more valuable. It becomes real. So I would rather say, look, come up with the percentage that you're comfortable with. I'm going to put up $250,000. This is for real. I'm going to put $250,000 on the table. And I'm going to, along with Andre, along with Terrell Davis, along with uh, Michael Irvin and Ray Lewis, we're going to go find a cast of people that we're going to get them to put a little money in, 
10, 15 grand, something that's not gonna break their bank. And we're gonna go start to knock on some doors. Because if Andre Reed walks in with Jesse Garcia and he says, listen, I've vetted this thing. I got my own money in this thing. This is a real problem. I know there's a lot of solutions. I want you to try this one. It's a game changer. Yeah, it's so true. I feel yeah. like I'm at the starting line and to scale it is the next level. But having some credibility in the sports, I think will go a long way. This summer, we've all been pretty excited about the return to many of our favorite social activities. Going out to restaurants, taking vacations, attending live shows. But going to the post office is probably not one of those things you're looking forward to, right? Luckily, Stamps.com lets you get all of those things done anytime, right from your own home. When you use Stamps.com to mail and ship, you're not just saving a ton of time, you're also saving on postage with exclusive discounted deals from UPS and USPS. Stamps.com lets you print postage, send letters, and mail packages without ever setting foot in the post office. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code Marcus, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Marcus. That's Stamps.com, promo code Marcus. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. As we move forward and we wrap up, I would like you to go back to the drawing board and consider what percentage of the company our little group could get if we invested $250,000 of cash, but we also contributed to allocate and take responsibility for bringing your product to different places. And I don't want to put you on the spot right now because you are a very thoughtful and methodical person, but $250,000 investment, I'll probably try to round up five or six people. And so part of the reason why I surround myself with people like Andre, he's a thought provoker. And he's a big thinker. I think besides us being professional athletes and being at the highest level of what we did in Hall of Famers, I guarantee we all live with this every day. <laughs> I yeah. do. It isn't always a walk in the park every day. So I'm really excited for you. You know, having a guy like Marcus behind this is tremendous. This was awesome. And I thank you so much for the opportunity and the amplification. You got it. Well, take care. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you again. Andre, when you see entrepreneurs like that, who really bring all the goods, you see all the bad news in the world. How do young people like that not get elevated up to a level that you and I can look at in awe? You know, when I started playing football at six years old, did I know I was going to be a professional athlete? Of course not. Did I talk about it? I probably did with my mom and dad, but... I didn't know until I was a junior in college where I thought I would have a shot. But I just love her passion and, and for anything to work, you gotta have that passion. For me, that's pretty much the groundwork. And I tell my kids, whatever you wanna do in life, if you don't have the passion that you wanna do it, you're wasting your time. Most people see you as a Hall of Famer, as a solid business person. We know you invest in a lot of different things, but the real Andre Reed gives more than he receives. 
Talk a little bit about your foundation, what it is, what it does, and how you're changing lives. You know something, Marcus? When I was six years old, I had somebody invested in me, and I kind of get choked up about it. Who are those people? It was people outside of my home. It wasn't my mom. It wasn't my dad, even though they did. I got mentored by a Boys and Girls Club counselor that talked to me. What'd you learn from them? Everything I learned from my mom and dad, but I kind of learned it on a softer side. My mom and dad were from the old school. If you did something wrong, it only took one time. And my dad was an alcoholic. I was in foster care as a kid. I got bullied at school. I lived in an interracial family. I think about it now and I go, well, somebody's got it worse than me, but not really because these things taught me a lot and they made me grow up pretty fast. And sports was my way of dealing with that. And the Boys and Girls Club was kind of the house that I felt safe in more than my house at home. So all these people at the Boys and Girls Club had a lot to do with my life and me growing up as a kid. Andre, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Did you grow up in an abusive house? Yeah, a little bit. It's a part of my life. It's a part of who I am. And when I deal with the Boys and Girls Club kids, I don't go to the Boys and Girls Clubs here in Southern California. I go in the hood. I go in there where I see these kids that look just like me or been like me. And, you know, they had one mom working, one dad, something right at their house. That's the kid I'm going to impact. And seeing all the things I saw, I wish it didn't happen, but it's kind of weird to say, but I'm kind of glad it did. It's like I had to grow up fast. And I had to be this kind of person. What's the name of the foundation? The Andre Reed Foundation. It supports the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. And how do you raise money for them? How do you help them? So I have a reading program that, through the game of football, inspires kids to tell them how important reading is. And knowledge is power. We use the game of football to take kids to games and give them the experience of a lifetime for a day. At a game, meet their heroes, meet the owner of the team, get down on the field, the whole nine yards. But they got to read books. And, you know, our motto is reading 30 minutes a day is what you need to do. How can people help? We can always use sponsors. Books are always at a premium. We can always use more books. Last question. What's your goal in raising money? What is your financial goal for your event that's coming up? I'd like to raise $150,000. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to donate an RV to the event and we're going to auction it off and everybody that comes to the event will sign it and send a note. And we're going to, maybe they'll put a little story on there. And the goal would be to try to raise at least $20,000 from that RV itself. I love it. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for being on and we'll be in touch, my friend. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. You know, in life, there are always people that you meet that will change the way you think about things. I think today's podcast gave me two specific examples that will change the way I think about things. You know, I meet business owners every day. In most cases, they don't have their numbers together. They don't have their story together. They don't have their act together. But meeting Jesse Garcia definitely changed my life. It showed me that There is a community of people that still understand what it takes to get to the next level, what sacrifices have to be made, what commitments have to be made, what purpose needs to be behind every business. And as you transition into the conversation with Andre Reid, what you learned is that everybody puts their pants on the same way. It's the Hall of Fame receiver that paid 17 years in the NFL. 
and he got more choked up at talking about his role and his relationship with the Boys and Girls Club and the counselor that was there at six years old. You can clearly tell that it was a safe haven for him. We all have a story. The most important thing we do is tell that story. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Marcus Limonis, and this is 100%. This podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Marcus Limonis. It's executive produced by Nancy Glass and James Balash. Produced by Joanne Cosro and Andrea D'Ambrosio. Other members of the production team include Andrea Gunning, Ben Fetterman, Lindsay Livingston, Carrie Hartman, Elena Carmazan, Thomas McClellan, Madeline Cole, Samantha Jacobson, and Brittany Vuzo. Edited by Matt Delvecchio and Blake Maples. And the sound mixing's done by Dave Saya. A special shout-out to Gotham Studios in New York City, Elliot Lanham at Hidden City Studios, BAM Studios in Chicago, and MIBE Music.